Tiger. Tiger. Can't sit here. We're back with another, 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 another episode of Seats Taken. We're going to touch the NASCAR page tonight. Going to touch the F1 page tonight. And just get into some other stuff. Just whatever kind of comes to mind. Whatever um, we feel like touching tonight. Yeah. What's that? Tu- no. So stuff will be touched. Yeah. Well, I won't get into details about areas to touch, but yeah. Excuse me. So, Danny, how are we? You doing okay? Doing all right. Last week, Very I thought we sure. lost you on the um, the intro part. We thought maybe you were picked up by something, something. And well, you know, the uh, extraterrestrials are a little upset. I've been. Revealing too much, so I'm, I need, might need to pull back. Gotcha. Put that cap back on that that Hershey's cap and move forward. Tin foil. Tin foil hat. Tyler, how about you? Anything fun and exciting going on this week? And I'm I'm kind of curious why we don't have any kind of background music like we did last time. Well, the guys down at the studio said not today. No, not tomorrow. Not the next day. It's not in post. No. Yeah. yeah. Thought we might have a little, little program music going in the background. Talk to the finance guy. We we might be able to fire up this. this Where's where's our where's our producer at? Hey, he's sitting right here, but he's to my left. But he's getting a little stubborn lately. He don't make the money calls here. Well, Zeth, how about your boy, Charlie? Boy. Well, the uh, Monaco curse continues, I guess. I mean, it's like the one race he wants to win more than any other, and he never even finished one. Well, let me cut you off there. He's Danny, good at would that. You, <laughs> Danny, would you, you know, relate this to... The late great Dale Senior at Daytona just ain't never gonna is, win there. Is this uh, is is Monaco uh, Leclerc's Daytona as it was it's, for Dale? It's it's uh, it's looking to be that way. I hope not because no, well, it's, too early. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's way too early. He's, he's what raced their F one twice. It, it is weird. He's a he's a mana he's a he's a mana he's a mana gaze a mana gaze. A Monegaskin, a uh, European, a, a Mona, a Mona a Monacan. He's from Monaco. He's a mannequin. He's from Monaco, and he can't finish the Monaco Grand Prix. It, it does seem like a curse, doesn't it? There's so much pressure on him to win, you know, it, but it's. It's just, and it was his. 
Yeah, I mean, he had a great car. I mean, until you look at the it, practice times. Yeah, put it I mean, in the wall. It wasn't even just that he happened to be on pole when that happened. You know, the practice times, the Ferraris were up front. And obviously, he put the car on pole. Uh, just nobody got that second last run in Q3. But, uh, you know, this wasn't like the Schumacher situation where he mysteriously parks it in the middle of the track to end the session. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was so, a legit wreck. He destroyed that car. So, you know, he's he's got the pole time. He's coming around, and he, he bends it, as they say in England. And, uh, what does that mean? They, he wrecks it and <laughs> threw, it, threw it in the bin. And they stop the session. There's like 14 seconds left to go. They say, all right, there's not enough time. We're going to call the session. And then the whole F1 media and fan base is in an uproar. Say the rule needs to be changed. The time needs to be stripped. What do you all think about that? Oh, well, I in the end... Oh, go ahead, Danny. I was just going to say, in the end, it's, it's a moot point because the car was... Obviously, he couldn't race it. it. You know, it was too damaged, but... Uh, I don't know, I see both sides of it, because, yeah, on one hand, it's like, okay, if you crash in the session and you're on pole, it's kind of, you know, you're not giving other people a chance, and you're the reason the whole session ended, but on the other hand, you know, everyone did have a, a first run in Q3, you know, it was like that, that last run everyone does at the bell is, is just what everyone missed out on, so I, I don't know, I think it was okay, because, you know, at the end of the day, when you crash like that, like more than likely your car is going to need a lot of repairs and you're going to have to take the penalty anyways. Ferrari just rolled the dice and said, well, it was worth it to risk it just because they might win and that was they haven't been close to winning all year. So Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's it's a lot of would have, could have, should have, you know. What if Max had, you know, got fastest lap there? You know, you never know what could have happened on that, you know, yeah, final maybe but, lap or two, depending on where you were on the track. That's how the game's played, though. But, I mean, yeah, but then, you know, if they don't change the rules and some jackass knows, hey, we got about 15 seconds left and I got the top level. Let me just get in the wall real quick and just block the track off so they'll throw the red flag and then, well, you know, well, I'm going to guarantee like, myself It goes pole. back to, like, well, the Schumacher situation that Danny was talking about. Yeah, that's what happened, right, is, is Schumacher, well, you know, nobody knows, but, like, the theory is that he just kind of parked in the middle of the track and they claimed there was some kind of, you know, whatever was wrong with it. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm, I will say I'm a huge Schumacher fan, being that I'm a Ferrari guy, but he did a lot of shady stuff. So that what you're talking about, he did that like deliberate, like say maybe a football player would fake an injury. Yeah, it's like a flop. Just so exactly yeah, a flop. Okay. Yeah, in the session, exactly. he's down pole, and he didn't get penalized or lose. Well, points I think they were the they, they were able to claim that something was wrong with the car and which stopped it in the middle of the track, but it wasn't so bad that they had to switch out whatever would cause a grid penalty. You know, so he yeah. starts on pole and wins the race. Wow, that's interesting. I never knew that. Which, which is crazy to me. Also, on the, on the other hand, that like. Were they that worried about getting past that they had to do something crazy like that? I don't know. So, but. like you said, Ferrari decides, you know, we're just going to risk it. They say there's nothing wrong with the gearbox. So, Sunday comes. They get out on the, the pre-formation lap. And Charles breaks down. They say, oh, it's it's not. We don't think it's gearbox related. We think it's something to do with the wreck. So what would it have cost them if obviously it was a gearbox? 
What would it have cost them to replace the gearbox? Or five spots. They would have moved him back in the field. Yeah. So, so he five spots versus not a not DNS. starting at all. Yeah. See, I I agree with their decision because I mean, and le- obviously they didn't have information that it was going to be messed up, or else they wouldn't have done that. But if they hadn't found anything directly telling them that the car's going to be messed up, it's like, why not, you know, roll the dice? Because Ferrari has not been in a position to win races all year. And if, if, if they take the grand penalty and he starts sixth and he finishes fifth, like, who cares? That's not... But, you know, you know what I mean? It, There's a, like, them, doing, them finishing fifth place is like, okay, who cares? That's like a normal race. But if they have an opportunity to win a race in a season where they're not really that competitive at the, the top level... I totally understand doing it unless they had direct information that the car wasn't going to work but that didn't seem to be the but case until they got it, it on track you do that anyways you know you know you're fighting tooth and nail for mclaren at third place in the constructor championship why would you take that gamble you know you're not going to get first or second yeah but why not ensure that your car is good to go for that race because they could have easily taken you know, if not one and three, two and three. Why well, would you do that? I think to fix it the way it needed to be fixed, they would have had to incur the grid penalty. Grid penalty? Or not. Where, where did Carlos Sainz start that race? Well, he started third. Third, yeah. Or he, or he would, or he started second because of the penalty because Leclerc didn't start right. Yeah. So, and if Charles, I mean, I mean, if he got his his stuff fixed, you know, I mean, he ain't a bad driver. He's, you know, one of the best well, out there right now. Why, you know, why not take that gamble? You know, you can make up that. You know, he would have what sixth place. You mean to tell well, me you okay. would have been able to make up that position, three positions to get up into the third? Not really in Monaco. I didn't see one real pass, at least in like the top ten, the whole race. Well, yeah, because uh, you know, you can't pass at the track uh, unless you're that and stuff. It's so hard to pass unless you're so much faster. I mean, I, I agree with it because, like, okay, if he starts, he takes the penalty, they fix the car, and he starts sixth, and then let's say he passes a couple people and gets fourth. Like, okay, he gets fourth. He's done that a million times. Like, who cares? But, like, winning a race, winning the Monaco Grand Prix, it's totally worth the risk. Because so, if he started on pole and the car was in good shape, he would have won the race as long as he beats Max to the first turn. I mean... Uh, Max is on, you know, the fast well, track of the champion. I don't know that. It's hard to pass, and, and the Ferraris. <laughs> well, the Ferraris for some reason had something in Monaco. They were fast. Yeah, they're fast, but you know, and you I can't pass. I mean, all you gotta do is block. You gotta be if as long as he's neck and neck with Verstappen in speed, and he can block decently well. Like he's not gonna let him by. Well, well the proof seen, to that is Ricardo. When he won at Red Bull a few years ago. Yeah, he was down on power. Yeah, went down a cylinder or whatever and just blocked and won the race. Well, also, you got to think that Max, he's ballsy. You saw, what was it, last year or the year before? That him and Hamilton damn near wrecked each other out. Him trying to force a pass. So you you have to imagine Max would have been on Charles like white on rice. Oh, yeah, it would have been a good race down in the Sandoval. It would have been a good race, but I mean... I would have given the advantage to whoever's on pole. And if you're Ferrari in a season like this, you don't expect to win a single race, and now you're on pole. It's like, you got to go for that. So then the race starts. Go ahead. Sorry. The race starts, and Max gets a good run. 
He heads off Bodos. Almost puts Bodos in the wall. Like, he wasn't letting Bodos get nowhere. I don't think Bodos has the balls to make a, a serious move right now. You know, he knows he's just the number two guy. He seems at lost. Mercedes, you know, he just, I'm just out here so I don't get fined kind of <laughs> deal. Yeah. So, you know, he ain't going to do anything stupid. If he wins, he collects a big check. If not, whatever, he's still collecting a check from Mercedes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I really don't think that dude gives two shits what happens no. in the race. But you know what? Mercedes pays him to get a solid top five finish. And that's what and he does. The best. Well, that's the problem is he didn't because of the, the pit stop stuff. Well, you we know. haven't got that far yet. But Well, he also yeah. doesn't have control over that. I mean, but so, we'll get I mean, to that. They're pretty, much, they're pretty much running normal. I wouldn't say anything major. I can't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anything major happens until that first round of pit stops. Yeah, because, I mean, him and Max, you know, they weren't no more than, you know, maybe at the most two seconds yeah. apart from each other for the majority of the race until... So, if I remember correctly, didn't uh, they come on the... Hamilton or Bodos come on the radio and said, oh, my tires are gone and because they were trying to they were trying to fake well, Red Bull into the pits? Well, yeah, like, well, basically what you're saying, you can't trust, you know, what the hell they're saying. You know, every one of these teams has someone watching live TV. Oh, did you hear Hamilton just came on the radio and said his tires are shot. Yeah. Might as well they're all monitoring. Seconds. Yeah, they're all monitoring each other's radios. If the TV has their radios, every team has other t- every other team's radios. Yeah. So and that's why they have codes. Like, the drivers and stuff, they won't say directly what they're doing. They'll say, okay, plan A, plan B. And then, They'll say stuff like that. And then Bodas comes in and sets a world record. What is that world record? For the longest F1 pit, pit stop. stop. <laughs> Took Days. Days. They literally just got the wheel off on, what, Tuesday? Well, remember I I brought that up. I said, why didn't they just go ahead and drop the car and let him just go with that one wheel? And you explained to me how. Yeah, well, so in F1, the rule states that you have to drive on two different compounds during a race. Mm -hmm. So when they brought him in, if you don't switch all four tires, that's not counting as driving on two different compounds. So then you are, I mean, he could have kept going. Until that tire shredded or to the end of the race, but then he would have been disqualified. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. So they pulled him out. But I mean, are you telling me in that garage they can they can strip that car down and rebuild it? They ain't got a torch or a Dremel or a something spot welder. That they, they could WD forty. They could cut. Well, I, I think they were trying to get the wheel off without having to like sever the axle. <laughs> well, but if you okay, so Mercedes posted a video on their Instagram. And I all they that. did was have like a Dremel tool, yeah. And he like just cut the the spokes of the rim, and then it came off. Yeah. So you're okay. telling me they couldn't have done that in the garage? And I mean, got him back out there. He probably still would have finished last at that point, but some. Well, I think generally in F1, it's not like NASCAR where they try to get him back out there. It's like if they take any kind of like long period in the garage, they're just going to retire him because they're not going to get points. Yeah, and I told I was talking to Joe about this. I said. Next year, NASCAR is going to that single single lug nut system that like yeah. F one has, and I think with the inexperience of the single lug nut system in NASCAR, I think you're going to see a lot of this kind of stuff happen. Honestly, well, maybe. Well, right on that, it is a little more risky with uh, NASCAR and the single lug nut. You know, theoretically in F one. 
there's minimal to no contact. I know there is the occasional wheel-to-wheel contact, but usually if they get in contact with each other, more than the tire is jacked. The wing, you know, something stupid happens and the car is just shot. You know, they're going a lot higher speeds. But with NASCAR, you know, wheel-to-wheel contact or wheel-to-wall is very common. Yeah. Especially in a lot of short track races. Yeah. You know, that's almost, you know, expected. You don't get in the wall, what, you even racing? Yeah. So. Hey, Rubin's racing. Um, we I saw think that it's gonna tonight. Be, it, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy in NASCAR, you know. It's bad enough these cars are, or these tires are already blowing as they are in NASCAR. And you yeah. see their fenders and stuff just torn to shreds. You can only imagine when they get in the pits. And NASCAR has a limited time that you can spend trying to fix a car to get it back on the track before you have to retire it. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a train wreck, and it may and. I think um, it's going to affect some races for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, people aren't going to be as you know risky. I guess you could say when it comes to making passes or you know mid race you know racing action, and it probably will you know more often than not come down to the the nitty gritty you know five laps to go before anyone really starts trying to make any kind of real contact moves to you know win the race or gain position with the one lug you will probably see some people like and sometimes nailing the pit stops and getting them really fast oh yeah you just get that one lug on and one lug off oh yeah it's gonna shorten pit stop times unless you run into the problem like bodos did and i think well i will I wonder if it'll become a deal where the the limiting factor on pit stops is the fuel, you know? Or they're not waiting on tires, they're waiting on the fuel. Yeah, maybe so. Which, if that's the case, that'll kind of take the variability out of pit stops because everyone kind of has the same fuel flow, right? Because, like, the, the variability on pit stops right now is who can change tires the fastest, right? But you do the one lug, and if everyone's changing the tires faster than it takes to fuel up, then... Pretty much everyone's going to have about the same uh, pit stop time, right? Well, I mean, yeah, no. We'll see what happens. You still got to have guys jump over the wall, and you still got to have guys run out, you know, and switch tires, and you still got to have the guy work the thing, and you know what I mean? So, like, there's still, what, the fastest pit stop in F1 was Red Bull last year, the year before? It was like, what, 1.82 seconds or whatever? That's crazy. But they don't fuel. All they do is change tires. They don't fuel, though. But I'm saying they, they need that time to fuel. I think it might get to where they're they're if they're changing tires faster than they're gonna fuel, then it's really gonna come down to I don't know. There's not gonna be that much difference. It's like who can get the the gas can in the tank first. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it might it might change the whole dynamic of it. So then, like I said, so Bodos is retired, and Max is kind of out by himself after that. I mean, just running and. What was it? The first round of pit stops or the second round of pit stops when everything kind of went south for Lewis? Because they had that whole—I guess they were trying to overcut or undercut—and it just all fell apart. And he ended up getting passed by Vettel and uh, was it Gasly that that got by him? And he ended up finishing what seventh? I mean, yeah, Hamilton finished seventh. So he got like five points. Not a very good day for him. Max wins. But Carlos was was Carlos Carlos was second, right? Or was he third? And and Lando was second. Um, I want to say it was signed second, Lando third, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So okay, so Tyler had a theory, and I think we see it differently. So I like to see other people's opinions. 
So I think that Carlos and Lando are real good buddies, and Tyler thinks the opposite. He thinks that they despise each other. How do you how do you see it framed? I feel like they're friends because I saw like a Lando posted something on social media of of them two together on the podium and. So I'm saying they were really like, good buddies at, us. at McLaren, and then I know Netflix tried to frame it like they didn't like each other, but everyone who knows anything about F1 was like, "Nah." I don't see it like what that. Are you saying I don't know no. anything about F1? <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like they were friends, and you know, signs just looked at, "Hey, I got an opportunity to go to Ferrari. I got to take that." Well, yeah, you don't turn but, down. But it is Ferrari. what it is. I, the way I saw it, and the way it came off, you know, Lando sitting there doing his interview, and he, you know, why did signs, buddy or not, you know, you never saw um, Vettel come crashing in on Charles on a win or anything. And they were teammates. Why Why did he go and interrupt his interview? He had just started that damn interview, and here comes signs. Because trying to push him out of the way and stuff. I don't know. Buddy or not, you know, you know what needs I think to happen. Like, it's, I think it's like ball busting. I don't know. I don't I think, think you would do that with like, someone you hate. I don't know, but you go back and watch it. Lando didn't seem too pleased with what was going on. Like <laughs> He's over here pushing him, and Lando's like, Dude, you you got about you know one more push, and I'm gonna you know rock your shit. Kind of look on his face. You know, I've seen when you know brothers or buddies or you know just you know pulling each other's tail, but that I don't know. I don't know. I think they're buddies. I think they were just goofing around. But I don't know. You don't you don't know what people think. You know, in their own time. Yeah. But anyway, but Max, Max gets the win, and that pushes him out uh, for the drivers' lead right now. Drivers' and the, championship and, the, and constructors. And constructors. So I think this was the first big hit in in their battle between him and Lewis, because so far it's been kind of back and forth, you know, and they've kind of been right on each other's tail. But this is the first time that one of them really took a step out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Well, this is uh, Verstappen's first time leading a championship, I ever, believe, right? Ever. Yeah. And yeah. first time winning Monaco. Yeah. And now Red Bull, as a team, has the, has the lead as well. It's, oh, yeah, they're constructors and the drivers right now. Dude, it just, feel, it just feels a little like shit. So, like when Mercedes is, is, is taking care of business, they're better. So two, two or whenever, not before Monaco, the last race, I kind of have the feeling that Maybe Red Bull had already had already lost. I felt shaky about it because I felt like Max has to be on his game all the time, a hundred percent. He can't make a mistake. If Lewis makes a mistake, I think he's he has more ease of recovery. If that makes sense, like there's room for error for Lewis when there's not for Max. And then Bodas, you know he's gonna finish well. But what's going Sergio, I feel like he's better than Ashton Martin, Raising Point, Force India, you know, wherever you want to say. But I don't feel like he's Red Bull good. Like, from what I've seen, and I know the car's hard to drive. I know it's set up for Max. And I know everyone kind of complains about how hard that car is to drive. But he hasn't been there the way that we all thought he would. I mean, yeah, he has good qualifying. But, you know, at the same time. Where the hell is he during the race? It's like he's always just 
Well, he had a good finish this last week, team. didn't he? Was he fourth or was yeah, he, he fifth? He was fourth. Yeah, he finished in the top five. I mean, I mean, he had a good week this week. I think it's, I think it's an adjustment. And but think about but yeah, it. like you said, like they have these guys who come up who are talented, and they do terribly in those cars. I mean, he's done better than Albon. He's done better than Gasly. I would say, in my opinion. And okay, all he's got to do is beat Botas. That's all his job is to do. Yeah, I mean, and Botas did it to himself this week. Yeah. I mean, you can't really give that to Sergio. You know what I mean? Well, no, but I mean, it happens, and he ended up with a good finish. I mean, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to talk about performance at Monaco just because, like, if you don't qualify well, then you're kind of just stuck, and then that's the race. Yeah, well, and next, what is it, you mean next weekend at Azerbaijan? I mean, it's it's very similar. It's a, I think you know, there's more passing zones there because the, some of the straightaways there are a lot wider. They can do some hard braking, some late braking to get oh, in there. They got some long straightaways there. Yeah, they have good. Yeah, shows. they're they're wider, and you could you can get like there's big DRS zones, and so you can get a draft behind somebody, get your DRS, and late break them and pass them if you really need to. But there's there's nothing like that in Monaco. No, Azerbaijan though, one of my favorite tracks. I it's fun to drive on the video game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love a good street circuit. Like I know Monaco is small, and there's not a lot of passing, and the the racing itself is kind of boring. But I think the the pageantry and the the history and the you know everything that goes along with it uh, yeah is w- what I like so much about it I guess but Azerbaijan doesn't have that but it's it's a little bit it's better passing and it's still the kind of windy tight corner streets you know um, it, it has a little of both there's like some tight street sections there's that one section where you go through the castle and it's very narrow yeah. Um, but then, like, kind of coming back to the line, there's a lot of good passing zones where you can make a pass if you need to. But in so saying I, that, what I, I, think, I think it's a best of both worlds kind of deal. What is it? Uh, is it Singapore? Is the the night race the the? Yeah, yeah. I don't like that track at all, really. Like, I mean, I think it's cool that it's at night, but other than that, like. In general, I don't like the the trend towards all the new races are always like these street circuits. Well, okay, but also let's talk about that because. F1 is coming to Miami next year, and they're yeah. build, they're well not building. It's going to be a quote unquote street circuit around Hard Rock Stadium where the Miami Dolphins play, and it's just like Russia and Vietnam where it's not a real street circuit. I mean, it's a street, but it's like this like you know empty parking lot almost. You were there just threw up some walls. It's not like Monaco and Azerbaijan where it's really through a. a the streets you know what i mean like it's and i hate it i think they're the most bland racetracks if yeah and they're doing it they're doing the same thing in saudi arabia too yeah if it's not it either needs to be a purpose-built racetrack or it needs to be like a monaco azerbaijan style street circuit yeah. this kind of in between i think is terrible miami seems super thrown together like Shit, we need to get another race in America because you know. Well, ever since they, they claim that you know Coda ain't getting the turnout that you know either it deserves or that they expect. Um, but well, F one has had a problem in America for a long time. Uh, I don't. Coda's such a good track, though. I don't know what it is. It's just it's never super caught on in America, and then. It started gaining a little traction, and then we had the whole indie debacle with the the tire war and all that, and that really killed it. 
and uh, Indy what and F one didn't even come back till Coda was built, and I think Coda. I mean, I've never been there. Uh, I've never actually driven on it in real life, of course. You haven't. But in the simulator, <laughs> and on you know every other racing game I've played, I think it's a great track. It's you know uh, state of the art. But I don't know. I just think it's it's hard to to get people interested in F one. Like, well, it's uh, like it's like soccer. Exactly. I mean, the, the EPL people over here would watch it on you know Sky Sports or NBC or whatever, and and now it's become pretty popular. I mean, it's not up there with uh, it's like what they call it the fifth major sport now here in, in the United States. I mean, with MLS, but I mean, it's not the EPL is a lot more popular, of course, but. Um, I mean, European sports it are originating, you know, over in that. It, it's sometimes it just takes, you know, you've got to well, find that the certain. People that right now are following Formula One in America more than, I mean, obviously, you know, there is some fans like us that follow Formula One, but for the most part, it's a it's a it's a rich person sport. You know, you see here in America, it's predominantly actors, musicians. Someone with money, and you know, the more um, of them that you know kind of takes that on and puts that out to their followers, you know, the more and more that it's going to get viewership here in America. Yeah, and ever yeah. since F1 was bought out a few years ago, but was it Capital Media? I think is the the brand name, and they got the new the new director, the, the American guy with the big mustache. He's wanted uh, a second and possibly a third race in America ever since. And he wants a second race in China. China? Yeah. I, that, I, I, I think the problem with F1 in America is racing in general not being super popular in America. Because like, if you look at the TV ratings, F1 is, is actually pretty similar to IndyCar and what they get in TV ratings, which is crazy to think about because F1 is at these terrible time slots, you know, like eight, 7 in the morning. But yeah. I, I think the thing with, with racing in America is that it got... So IndyCar went to crap in the 90s with the, with the split, and it was ridiculous. And so all you had was NASCAR. NASCAR took over, but the NASCAR also kind of has this, like, uh, stigma of being like stupid redneck sport or whatever, you know. So, but then that it got kind of put as like racing is NASCAR, and so like if you're not into NASCAR, like people just don't really think about other types of racing, you know. So speaking of NASCAR, I think we could gain a lot of viewership, you know, which might help with the race that just happened last weekend with Coda, you know, um, NASCAR going to Formula One, predominantly Formula One track. Why doesn't why is F1 trying to look to make you know some you know off the hip track why not you know daytona road course why not watkins Glen? i think that might well they raised well, raced at the Glen back in the 70s and 80s and it's a very very popular track for f1 but with the that's Day- sorry go ahead with the daytona road course uh i think it'd be awesome but i think the banking is where the trouble comes in for that why but why they well, have, no, because uh, they're, they're doing the, the they're oh, doing the Dutch well. they're doing the Dutch race, right? Well, yeah, but I don't think the banking's near as high as I mean it's high, but it's not as high as Daytona. But what is well, that? I mean, I mean, IMSA, IndyCar, they race they, there. Wait, well, IndyCar doesn't go there, but IndyCar doesn't go to the road course. Not no. in Daytona, no. But 
They should. But <laughs> see, IndyCar has a car built for road course, and they have a car built for oval. So there's differences. And then IMSA it, doesn't go near as fast as an F1 car. They, if they wanted to go there, they could figure it out. They just don't want to go there. I mean, I, I, I think... And that's my question too. Is is not the Roval, but there's lots of good road courses in America that they could go to. And well, there's, go yeah. to this, there's this stupid thing that they're they're building in Miami, and it's what they do all around the world. It's not just here. It's anytime anytime they go to a new country now, they they throw up some, you know, some street circuit made out of sticks that they can put up quickly without having to actually clear land and build a purpose built track. You know, it's Dallas. it's about being able to throw up a track real quick. Because we want to be in this this market. Yeah, you got Dallas. That's, that's what it, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. They ran, you know, parts parts of Fair Park over in that area. Well, before but, you know, I mean, they're gonna be over here at but think Jerry's about world. It. But that was a different time, though. I don't know about the cars. Think about it. They don't, don't want to invest the money in like building a whole new Coda. Like Coda is really, I think, the as far as I know, like one of the last big new purpose built F one tracks that they've gone to. You think of. The best tracks in F one, which I mean, what would you say? You know, your some of your favorite tracks in F one are. It's going to be Monza, Spa, Spa, Monza, Silverstone. So I'm saying purpose. Just a classic European purpose built tracks. Purpose built race tracks, and you say what are yeah. the worst tracks in F one right now? Russia. I mean, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't seen Miami yet, but I think Miami. You're going to say that about Miami. We haven't seen Vietnam, but I think you'll say that about Vietnam. And it's the the slapped up racetracks. You know. It, it, yeah. Do they ever run in Australia? Yes, that's the first yes. race of the season. Typically, it hasn't been for the past two years because of COVID. That one's like a the partial one. street circuit, right? Yeah. So half of it's like purpose built racetrack, and half of it's like actual roads. So I mean, the first race this year was in Bahrain. So yeah, right. normally it's in, normally it's, it's in Albert Park in Australia. In Australia, okay. Which supposedly Australia has another racetrack that they used. To, I forgot what it is, Melbourne Circuit or something. But I thought it used to be in Melbourne. Like I thought that was well, not now, but I thought that is was. It, it was the Adelaide train. maybe, or was that in is Adelaide in Brazil? Adelaide, I think, was a street circuit in. Australia, they no longer yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm pretty sure they're in Melbourne now. Yeah, so they were in another part of Australia, and everybody says that track was way better. But then they moved to Albert Park, and that's where they've been for I don't know how long. Uh, you know, long. Well, let me ask y'all this: uh, like with the, with the tracks, uh, you've got your purpose. Would you say your purpose tracks? Yeah, your purpose built tracks. Purpose built tracks. Now, the ones that they do around the cities, like Monaco. Do they go in and do they resurface the whole area that they're going to be running the cars? No. Or are they just no. run well, on the street that well, Schmo would they, run on, drive on? They they actually do resurface Monaco each year. I saw that actually on TV on the, the broadcast yeah, I'm sure last they week. they do, I mean, knowing that a F1 race is going to be there. They, in Monaco, at least, I don't know about these other ones, but in Monaco, they resurface it every year, but it also is the actual streets that people drive on. Okay, so the, Those, those the, streets just get resurfaced every year because they know they're going to have the Grand Prix. The FIA has a rating system, and I think it's it's one through five, I believe, mm-hmm. and each track ha- is whatever. If, an, if a track is going to be sanctioned by FIA, they go and inspect it, and they give it a one through five. And in order to be an F1 track, it has to score a five. So, so five that's is road, the worst? No, that's the best. Okay. So they have to go check the road condition. They have to go check. So that's like, I know in Sochi, 
it's Russia, the mm-hmm. roads that they use uh, are not used 364 days of the year or whatever. They only use it because it's around the Olympic complex, and they, like, shut that down. Well, now, I noticed that in Monaco because I saw that uh, Olympic-sized swimming pool on that kind of a straightaway a little bit before you get yeah, into that's, it. Yeah, that section is called swimming pool. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Oh, okay. Well, that's the casino and... Yeah. But, yeah. So the first turn is Sandoval. San, what's the Sandoval? Is there a beach there? No, it's a, a it was named after a, a guy. A guy, okay. And then I can't I don't know all the now rest of I, the turns. Now would I have picked that up in the movie? Maybe if you watch it. I don't know. And then <laughs> the, movie the really he's talking hard, about his Grand Prix. The, Grand really, Prix. the really hard turn at the end is Razkaz. Mm-hmm. And then that, that middle section you're talking about with the swimming pool? Yeah. Swimming pool. Swimming pool. Yep. They really do. They ever say that on the broadcast? Yes, they do. Do they? Yep. I don't guess I ever heard them say that. Yeah, that's where Charles crashed. Was at swimming pool. Gotcha. <laughs> he crashed into the swimming pool. No, no, at <laughs> swimming pool. I feel bad for the guy. I know we're kind of going. I'm kind of going back a little bit, but I mean, what does that do to his morale? I mean, oh, it kills it for that race. But you know, well, I mean, with these race, guys, they know they got a every race is a new race. You know. And I, and I heard Danny kind of... It did more for my morale, because I'm a big Charles fan. I wanted to see him win. <laughs> well, I know you did. <laughs> but what I was saying, what I was thinking of is that when Danny had said something about... Um, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Um, about him being... Um, missing out on the on on the race and that it was a good decision doing what they did or you thought that was a good decision i mean does does that give him any confidence in the team no i don't know it doesn't no i mean it's like look you're gonna pull the you're gonna pull the plug on me and you know i mean what if it was just a gearbox is okay i'm gonna get put back five places but i mean i can get out there and run i think any driver would tell you they'd rather have a chance to run then not at all. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, imagine have. it this way. Imagine we're us Americans. We're on pole at Coda, and we wreck like he did, you know, in qualifying. I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't want to take no chance and not be able to run that race. I'd be running through everything. Whatever you need to replace to get me into that race, I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're representing your country at that point. Well, well I would ex- if y'all were my driver. Uh, Especially I think that's a that's a technical question. I'm, I'm sure they looked at the car, and if they thought that what was going to happen was, you know, what, what ended up happening, if they thought that was going to happen, they wouldn't have done it. They just screwed up on the technical side. I think they, they thought they, they thought the car was good. They couldn't do a full on inspection of the gearbox like you would at the factory. But think about Ferrari, though. Do you think they might have caught that? And ignored it. We should be good, you know. Oh, one hundred percent. They came in there like, you know, is there a chance that without replacing that, that we'd be able to run this race? And they're like, uh, maybe I don't know. Oh yeah, I think Mattia is where the the blame falls. Mattia Bonanno, he's the team principal at Ferrari. The one Tyler and, wants to hit in the face, and I think he needs to be <laughs> fired immediately. No, that dude is an idiot. He, and I'm pretty he sure he had not a majority of the team. fall in this whole incident with Monaco. I guarantee you if they went up to Leclerc and were like, hey, either we run the risk of your gearbox being jacked or we fix it and you fall back five spots, I guarantee you Charles would be like, fall back five spots. Yeah, 100%. Run, you know, gamble it. Yeah. Our, yeah. 
not take the risk. Yeah. Now, this take is the risk. This is brought up, and I'm all for it. But I'd like to know other people's opinions. What y'all think? Having Monaco run as like a, a throwback weekend, how like NASCAR does with kind of like how McLaren did. Yeah, how McLaren did. They wore the old school kit. They wore the they had the old you know kind of throwback ish. Well, I mean, there's so many livery. teams that can do that. I mean, what is McLaren going to go back to like 2010? I don't know. McLaren. No, not McLaren. I meant uh, Red Bull. Well, Red Bull has never really changed their scheme. So I mean, it, much. there's so many teams like. Uh, well, they could kind of do the old school. Point. I mean, could, the only teams that could really do a a true throwback is what Ferrari, McLaren, well, but and Williams. But you don't necessarily have to throw back to one of your old schemes. You could throw back to something that, you know semi related. Red Bull has run a million cars in a million different series, like. But Red Bull has also changed a lot of sponsorship in between now and then. And there probably is a lot of copyright issues with trying to run an old scheme. You know, McLaren can get away with it a little bit. You know, they can't go back to their tobacco, you know, uh, well, Marlboro scheme. Could, but you could run the scheme. Yeah, but I mean. Run the Marlboro car and yeah, just maybe put red a Red Bull in the I middle. I mean, that would be cool to see the red and white. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a whole lot of legal issues that go into, you know, running throwback schemes like that. Maybe. It's a little weird in NASCAR because you'll, you'll, you'll see them, like, try to recreate the brand logo, but with a different brand. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's kind of weird looking. That reminds and me. It, of and then it gets back to, like, are you even advertising your current brand now? Right. So speaking of <laughs> yeah. that, you know, this is something I brought up to, to Zeth not too long ago. Why can IndyCar advertise a tobacco company? Yes, it's an electric cigarette, it's but not, they can advertise it's it. It's technically not tobacco. But it's it not is tobacco. Though. It's nicotine. It's nicotine, not difference? tobacco. Tobacco is a plant. Nicotine is just nicot- a chemical extract. The, the vape still causes as much damage to your lungs as smoking a cigarette does. Well, yeah, well, but it's, I don't it's think that's about, the law, though. I don't. It's, it's, I think exactly. the law specifically is for tobacco, not nicotine. The law was written that's in like ridiculous. the nineties or mid two thousands or whatever. I mean, what kid is watching this and like, my God, I'm gonna grow up and smoke Marlboros? You would be. That's surprised. what they're hoping. Well, <laughs> that's that. That was the hope. Yeah, they're hoping. That, but at the same time, what really? I mean, like I didn't grow up seeing the Skull Bandit car. I'm like. Damn it! That's it. I'm I'm dipping skull yep. the rest of my life. You don't, you don't you think some kids saw that? Thought okay, maybe I I'll did, pack but a lip. It wasn't because of that. It wasn't because I well, saw the skull. But you could say that. You could say that about any influence. You could say that about any brand on a NASCAR car. You say, oh, I don't drink Gatorade because I, I saw it on it the was, car. Or I don't. It was definitely an, not an influence, but it, it got my attention whenever I saw NASCAR, right, like so. Chattanooga Chew. And then whenever you get into like Skull Bandits, I mean, we were like, "What is this Skull Bandits?" We knew what Skull was and what Copenhagen was, but when we had the Bandits and you saw the little pouch, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, that's different." But I think more of an influence on that for me was baseball because I like to watch baseball whenever I was yeah. young. So, uh, kiss my ass, but McDonald's. <laughs> How are we allowed to wear or advertise McDonald's in our cars? I guarantee you, I put my life on it that McDonald's has killed more people. Has killed than- more people than alcohol and tobacco in this world. Am I wrong? 
I agree. All uh, processed seed oil should be banned, and the people who make them should be thrown in jail. Well, I don't know about that. Um, but McDonald, realistically, though, canola oil, vegetable oil, anyone who peddles that stuff should be arrested. I agree. Really, though, you know, you're over here. McDonald's is a lot easier to get than tobacco is these days. You know, you can get McDonald's whenever you can, whatever, pay the cashier. You can't get tobacco until you're 21 now. That's true. You know, you can't get, I mean, that'd be ridiculous if they were like, you got to be 21 years old to buy McDonald's now. Well, you got to buy 21, or you got to be 21 to buy that you cheeseburger. Gotta buy 21, <laughs> you got to buy 21 cheeseburgers now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's hard to ban everything that's bad for you. But I think, uh, <laughs> I think we should probably move on to the NASCAR race now. Well, real quick before you yeah. get on the NASCAR okay. race, one thing I wanted to touch on with the next race being Azerbaijan. Um, did Carlos Sainz race in the last Azerbaijan race? Yeah, he should have for McLaren. He should have. When was that, though? Because the last Azerbaijan race was, what, 2019? They didn't race in it last year. No, they didn't race in last year. They raced in the year before. Well, but Carlos he was in McLaren for a few years. Okay. The, the past two years in so, McLaren. Lando then. This should be Lando's first time at Azerbaijan. Is it? You mm, might be right. He's, he's Unless he was in F2. Well, but he was in F2, so I mean, he's raced it before. But in F1 car. Yeah, I believe so. I think this could shake up, you know, things with not, you know, so much Mercedes and Red Bull, but... McLaren and Ferrari should do pretty well again in this next race. It it could shake up the standings, you know. What if Lando doesn't finish? Yeah. And then what if Ricardo continues to have troubles with this McLaren? It's an interesting track because um, you have very low-speed downforce corners at some points of it. And at other points of it, you have very high-speed, you want... Low, you know, you want low downforce. What is that turn called where, like, you're going through the alleyway? The castle. The it's castle. the castle. Yeah, yeah, that one's tough. And shake up, and not only that, but as well as, you know, a lot of those turns are, you know, more than a ninety degree turn or less. I don't know. How very sharp. Lots of very sharp turns. Not a lot of curves. Yeah, and you know, even Max Verstappen, you know, he had when he when he was starting out, he had a lot of trouble. Uh, with that, you know, there was times that he would overshoot that turn and end up going into the runoff. Well, Charles did last time. This, yeah, this race is going to be very much about breaking points, getting your breaking point, not locking up. And and I think you know, if anything, this will be the best. next true test f- between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. You know, Bodas and uh, Lewis been here plenty of times. But with Red Bull, I I don't think Max has ever won here. I don't even know if Max has ever been in the top five here. I don't know. I don't have the stats or anything in front of me. So I, so I think you. this is going to be really Red Bull's true test in this season. You know, they didn't have to deal with this last year. If Red Bull was running last year's schedule with the shortened schedule and, you know, COVID happening, you know, they might have had a better chance, you know, with the drivers they have now, the car that they have now. But I think this could shake up things. This might, you know, offset what happened last week. Yeah, maybe so. So how, how many races are they into now? Five? 
already? Five. Lewis has won three. Uh, Max has won two. But what you know got Max ahead in the points is he's finished top three every race, whereas yeah. Max or not Max uh, Lewis. Lewis finished seventh yeah. this last race, which really and uh, Bodas didn't even finish, so that yeah. really hurt them. Well, I don't I don't know where you are coming from as far because I'm again forgive me I'm still learning and still kind of experiencing um, F1 but I was just kind of looking back at the um, the the previous races and y'all were talking about uh, Carlos Perez about uh, you know if he's a good fit for Red Bull Carlos Sainz or Sergio Sergio Perez which one Sergio I'm sorry sorry Sergio (laughs) Perez same thing no thank you for correcting me no you're right I should uh, yeah Uh, looking back He's had four top five finishes, and he's only had one out of the top ten. And which one? I mean, well, you talking about Signs or Perez? Uh, Perez? Perez, Perez. I think Perez is he's, he's ballsy okay. enough for this Red Bull car. You got to have balls to drive this Red Bull car. You know, not any you know guy can get in this car. You saw it with Gasly. You saw it with um, what's his name? Albon. Albon. They didn't have it. No. And, you know, you know, there's no tone with Albon now because he's a, you know, reserve driver for Red Bull. But Gasly, obviously, he, he did a little better last season with uh, Toro Rosso just because that's a little easier car to handle. Is it? And people are like, oh, what if, you know, Gasly, he might be he might be it now. Well, I don't it, think so. I think that Toro Rosso is just easier to handle, and I think he got lucky. I don't think he was that good. That was a, a pretty shit race for F1 in general. Now, the race I was thinking that he was out of the top ten was, uh, and I'm probably butchering the name, was it Emilia Romana? That was in yeah. Italy. In Italy? Yeah. That was the one he... he Imola. Imola. He finished 11th. Mm. So, so, but screwed... I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think that race, they hit him on qualifying for exceeding track limits and invalidated his lap time. I believe so. And, you know, he was... Like, a, again, a bat out of hell. He was running good times. It was just that really messed him up. And I think, what, he had to start at the rear of the pack? Something like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. You ready to pit? <laughs> like we said, Max is in the lead right now over Lewis. And Red Bull's leading the points over Mercedes. So predictions before we change subjects. For Azerbaijan. You know what? I'm hoping that whatever Ferrari had in Monaco transfers over to Azerbaijan, and I hope Charles gets the win. So give me your your top three. All right, we do Charles, Max, and Lewis. That's pretty wishful thinking, but a bold statement. It's more of a what I hope happens, I guess. Than, or you know what? I mean, if I be honest, hope happens. Will be Charles, Max, Daniel, and then Hamilton uh, never even gets in the car. It just breaks down, and they don't know what's wrong with it. Never got to pack it in the plane before they ship it over. Yeah, they (laughs) they left it back in Monaco. You know what would happen if that happened? If they accidentally left his car, Bodas wouldn't have a car. That's right. They'd be like, Bodas, you're not racing this week. I think, um, Honestly, in all honesty, because the last person to win there was Lewis. So I think it it's probably going to be Lewis. Max in second. Bodas third. 
That's, yeah, that's I mean, pretty reasonable. Danny, what do you think? I'm going to bring in the rear like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Mercedes will come back on this one. We'll see Lewis 1, Verstappen 2, like we've seen all year, then 1-2. And I think uh, maybe Ferrari's found something, and uh, they look strong in Monaco, street circuit, so I'm going to say Leclerc 3rd. Well, all for nothing here, right? So, I'm looking at um, P1. I'm going with Lando. Lando? Oh. Of all tracks, Lando. His first time and in F1 being there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with um, Perez as P2. <laughs> and Hamilton P3. Now, if that happens... <laughs> That's that that well, date. you know, the only reason why I say that, because I think this is fixing to flip at some point. It's going to be Red Bull's going to kind of take over the Mercedes role, and then Ferrari's going to take over the Red Bull role. And then it's going to kind of – it's it just seems like it's going to kind of go back and forth like that. I mean, I don't think maybe in the next race, but – So maybe, you're projecting Red Bull just to completely shit the bed next race? Well, I mean, there's some longevity issues with their cars. I mean, the durability of their cars. There oh. has been a little in in Sergio and Dennis' car shut off. He couldn't get it to come back on. Yeah, well, they just don't care as much about his car. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Their their breadwinner is Max. So that's true. He's he's the Lewis of. Uh... Well, I said Perez, but are are they going to do Perez like they did Botas for Hamilton, like? Move over, let him go by. Oh, know. of course. I mean, if it came team rules, you know, if it came down I mean, if to he it, was and obviously, he was a sore car. If, if Verstappen was obviously struggling or maybe had some issues earlier in the race and is trying to make up some ground and he's making a good run, I mean, are they going to tell Perez, hey, you know what, let off and yes, they will. let him go. Don't go for you the know win. What? Perez doesn't have a chance in the driver's championship right now. Yeah. But who does? Max. Well, yeah, they came down yeah. to P3 or P2, and, you know, Max was out of the top three, and he was up on Perez. Guess who's moving out of the way? Perez. Yeah. No way. No, I, get, I get that 100%. And I, think, I say by the end of the season, midseason, end of the season, you're going to see it come down, and they're going to come on the radio and tell Bodos to move out of the way, and he's not. I think he's getting to the point where he he knows his time is running out at Mercedes. And he's going to say, no, I'm not doing it. And whether that will cause a wreck or, you know, just Lewis won't get up or whatever. But yeah. I think you're going to see Bodos is finally going to put his foot down and, and refuse. Where do you think he'll end up after this season if he does get the can? You know, they do move, move what's his name from Williams up to. I think he would go to Williams or Williams or Sauber maybe, which is Alfa Romeo. Uh because I don't, I don't know if Kimmy's going to stick around anymore. Um, you think that they might... This is, you know, really reaching here. Do you think that he might end up with uh, Red Bull and Red Bull might move on past um, Sergio Perez? It's a possibility, but... I think Bozas is out after this year. I think he's out of F1. So that's a very real possibility, too. I don't think... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, whatever he wants to do. But, I mean, who, who wants to pay for him? He hasn't shown that much in the Mercedes our, car. Our Mercedes. And, he, and, and he's not going to be a cheap driver. Mercedes will fire Bodos, and they're going to bring back the legend, Roman Grosjean. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that, though, on that, though, you know, they say, you know, Bodos should have no issue finishing top three or whatever. You know, it's a Mercedes. Amazing car. Yeah. But why in Monaco was he so far ahead of Hamilton? You know, well, if Ham- the car yeah. was just not meant for that track, you know, it was just... An, I guarantee you they didn't put any extra time in a Bodas' car than they did Hamilton's. So why was he so far ahead? He has to have something there. It wasn't a, a stroke of luck that he was P2 or P3 before the Charles thing. Yeah, I don't know, because remember last year... Uh when Russell filled in for Hamilton, yeah, Russell obliterated really everyone. To be honest, that whole field he he destroyed them. But then he wrecked out or whatever car broke down or whatever it was. No, it was a bad pit strategy. Was it? I couldn't remember exactly yeah. what happened. But anyway, I don't know. I think Bottas will be going. He's um, not that. He's not a bad driver. No, he's not, and he does what he's supposed to. He's always going to get that, though. Being with Mercedes, being behind Hamilton, either Hamilton's just an amazing driver or Mercedes has an amazing car. And I, th- I think it's a combo of both. You can't win seven championships without being a good driver. It's, you know, I mean, having an amazing car helps for sure, but you still got to have skill. <clears throat> look at, because look at Bodas. He doesn't have any championships, and he's in the same car that Lewis has been in. Well, there has been time. I mean, how many times, what, not in the 2020 season, but 2019 season, where is it 1-2 with them? Well, yeah. And they were like neck and neck. Well, and you know what? The last time that I would say Hamilton had a legit competitor in that car, he lost. Rosberg. I mean, Rosberg, Rosberg was willing to do what it took to win. And, he, you know, he wasn't going to deal with Lewis's crap. Unless Hamilton sucks at the track, he's going to be like, uh, let me get by this guy. Yeah. I ain't finishing second to my own teammate. Yeah. I think Hamilton has a lot to play with, you know, Bodos' finishes. Because how many times did they Bodos move? Oh, yeah. Move, yeah. Right. And it screwed him up. But I think we do need to move on to, to NASCAR. Oh, we're still moving on. Yeah. Okay. I, I call. I, I caught a couple of yawns out of the corner of my eye. I was like, "Well." So, the inaugural, what was it, the uh, Austin Echo Park, United States Grand Prix, whatever or, the hell it was. What do they call it? They called it a pre. Yeah, it's the it Grand Prix. Uh, but anyway, took place. Pricks. Took place down in Coda, Circuit of the Americas, in the great state of Texas, and uh, it was raining. All right, well, well if, yeah, it started raining on the track. They they said, hey, come down pit road. You can change tires if you want to change tires. Change the slicks, change the wets, whatever you want to do. And it was kind of split. No one really knew what to do. Yeah. And they took off, and, boy, some people paid for it. People's tires got chewed up real quick, and they had to come in, and everybody got wets. And, and it's weird. You know, looking at that race, you would have thought that was NASCAR. I mean, it was... They're not too used to racing in, you know, wet conditions like that. That's not common. Yeah. But, I mean, damn. You couldn't have any, like, 
backup plan to when it really just starts shitting down rain on you? It was like, oh my god, it's raining. Let's just leave that back stretch, that straightaway. Just soaked her. It was probably three inches of rain back there. Yeah, it was getting heavy. And, you know, competition or caution. That would be the time for their ridiculous competition caution to come into play. Yeah. Every so often, hey, competition caution, we're going to go and dry the back stretch. That would make sense, right? Yeah, I mean, a a little bit, because you will be moving water, but it's still raining. It's raining, but you ain't got three inches of water just sitting back there. Yeah. You know you can't see. I mean, they're seeing those cameras like we are on the TV. Yeah. You can't see nothing. What? Harvick was one of the first ones to get into a big wreck. And I don't remember who he got with. It was, oh, was was it Custer? I think so, No, it was Bubba. Bubba got into Harvick. No, so, yeah, Harvick was doing the preemptive break. Yeah. You know, just being safe like all the drivers were. Yeah. And lo and behold, Bubba couldn't see shit. Yeah. And all he had was water in his windshield. Well, and by all, the time he got right up on him, it was too late. He's also a terrible idiot driver. Yeah. As is. It could be. It could have been dry as the desert out there. And he still would have found a way I to I guarantee you Bubba ain't going to have a seat next year in that car. No, he will. I don't think so. I, 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 I don't think. I don't think. Michael Jordan isn't too okay with losing. That's true. And. You know, I'm not trying to get in the race game here, but, you know, white, black, Asian, you know, whatever, Mexican, I don't think it matters. I think Jordan, all he cares about is winning. And Denny Hamlin's also putting money into this. Yeah. You think Denny wants to – Denny ain't going to be giving any more money if that guy's going to lose. Why would I want to give money to a losing, you know, one-man team at this point? Yeah. Well, they're talking about expanding next year, trying to go to a second car for the, the 2311 team. I don't know. I mean... But, anyway, so Harvick gets into the big wreck with Bubba. And he gets out of the car. And they interview him. And he says, this is the stupidest thing NASCAR's ever done. No, he done. said it's the most dangerous thing yeah. he's ever been through. and Which is true. I mean, you know, comparatively speaking, what he's gone through. So, here's um, my... With rain where you really can't see. Here's my two cents on it, though. And I, and I somewhat agree with him, but also I think... It give it puts NASCAR in a bad light that he's complaining because F1 races in the rain, IMSA races in the rain, IndyCar races in the rain. But you also and they just think, drive. But you also got to think they don't have yeah. wind shields. I uh, mean, they IMSA Indy, does. But I don't know. That's a little. You think, you're racing to, what against you three at, different class, four different classes. You of think cars? At, you think at Le Mans when there it's three o'clock in the morning and a rainstorm comes, they say, "Hey guys." Let's go ahead and park it. But we'll, think we'll about pick it, though. Up. We'll pick this up in the morning. These cars, I mean, what it... Yeah, it doesn't really matter. So the top-tier cars are really hauling ass. How many of them are on the track? What, four or five in that class? I don't and know. They, I don't other, know the the slower cars know to move out of the way. That's true. Whereas, you know, NASCAR, they're all supposed to be on the same tier. So why would they be like, hey, move it out of the way? Harvick's coming up on you. No, well, that ain't yeah, going to happen. No. And with F1 and Indy, well, Indy just recently integrated the, the windshield and the halo, so it might affect them a little bit. I haven't seen any, you know, You're about rain. Indy cars, not F. Well, F1, well, F1, but I'm talking about Indy right now. Indy just recently came out with the halo and the windshield and all that. So I haven't seen any races where they're really dealing with rain like it was at Coda. 
and obviously F1, all you have is your visor on your helmet. You're not dealing with a big old um, windshield. Yeah. Also, you're not as bunched together as you are in NASCAR. Those F1 cars are usually pretty well spaced out. Uh, at least a little bit. Once they get going, but not And then. also, F1 doesn't race at Coda, you know, late spring, early summer. No, where it's, it's raining it's, out. It's, it's, it's later in the summer. Middle fall. Yeah. It, it almost makes you want to think that, that uh, NASCAR would have told the slower running cars to kind of back off or maybe to pull over and allow like i guess kind of like they do in uh in f1 right when you got a slower car they wave a was it a, a it's blue, a, blue, it's flag, a blue flag blue flag mark. like move over get out of the way the fastest car somebody well no that's if you're about to get you're a lap car or you're a car behind them you're supposed to move out of the way yeah but what, NASCAR. Who the hell is going to see a? You can barely see what's in front of you. How are you going to see some guy? Well, yeah, yeah, behind yeah, the no, guardrail, no. like, hey. No, I mean they can get they can get on the radio. I, I would think and say, hey, look, number number two, hey. I mean, move over to the side and allow these guys to get around you. I mean, they're good, you but those spotters ain't that good. And those drivers, well, they I mean, have, they're good, well, yeah, but they ain't that good. At Coda, they had to have. They said they had to have three spotters. No, for four. each driver, four, four. Yeah, yeah. I heard we, something about it was, four. Yeah. It's so big, but uh, and then was it Custer and Truex got in that big wreck? Yep. Yeah, it was bad. Truex got jacked up on his two front tires, and well, it was bad. They look like they couldn't. I mean, have you ever been driving in the rain? It's a heavy rain, and it just happened to me. Not even this week, I was driving, got behind a dually. Oh, it's bad. And he hit a big puddle. It was about three seconds. I couldn't see nothing in front of me. It was like I was going through a car wash. Yeah, it was just straight water on my windshield. Like getting behind an eighteen wheeler, like I did today a few times. And you can't see nothing. Imagine what it is in those NASCARs going 100 plus miles an hour on that back straight. And you only have one windshield wiper, yeah. no defogger. They were having to use Rain X open up. Remember, was it Useth or? Yeah, we were talking about, we were talking about, talking about the about windshield it. was out or the window was out on the right side of the car. Yep. So that had to allow some airflow to go through there to help defog the window. And imagine, you know, temperature. You know, you turn your AC on when it's hot out. It starts to fog up your windows, or it's hot out, and you, you well, know, that's vice that, versa. That's why that window was gone, though. To allow that, the humidity to escape. Yeah, but those cars are, you're, they're booking it. Oh, you yeah. think that, that one window being out was, oh, problem solved. I'm sure the temperature dropped probably somewhere down in the low 70s. It was maybe definitely a lot cooler in that car than it was outside. Maybe. That's, it ain't super cold rainwater that's in that windshield. It's right. Probably relatively right. warm being southern like that. And it's probably pretty cool because they had that fan inside the car that was blowing onto the windshield. Yeah. And that fan wasn't blowing hot air. That's the last thing they wanted is hot air being blown into that car. I don't know. I don't. I never heard them describe. I mean, I heard them say about the fan, but they never described. I don't believe what what it was doing or if it was drawing um, any kind of. Yeah, they were like outside air, in the inside snow air, or something that probably would have helped. But yeah. they ain't driving in the snow. They're driving in rain. What is? What are you doing with that? Fan? It would probably be well, better I, to turn that I don't fan know if off. I remember a, a while, probably a month or two, maybe three months ago, where they had that car that had uh, it was a NASCAR or a NASCAR type car on uh, ice. 
that had studded well, that's, tires. Yeah, the European the Euro NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, hell, he looked like he had better grip than the cars <laughs> did on the well, track. Well, remember Kurt Busch when he he spun out, or well, not spun, he just lost control going in that turn. Yeah. And Narrowly, and somehow threaded the needle. Oh yeah, and missed both cars that were like I mean inches apart from hitting him, and somehow barely made it through there. Crazy. And got turned around and, and got back on track and no no caution. But then after it was the the Truex and Custer crashes when they threw the red flag with like what thirteen to go. No, so was it? I thought they went and ran some more laps after that. Because I thought no, that I Kurt Busch was after that. Maybe it was. It was after that. Kurt Maybe. Bush was after that, but I think the downpour. They were all coming into pit, and the downpour was just so bad that I think they were about to throw like a competition caution to clear that back straight again, and it just kept on a, a straight downpour. And they're yeah. like, they can't do it no more. Yeah. So they red flagged it. Chase Elliott got his first win of the season, winning the inaugural Coda race. He's won like he won Roval. He's won. He's won the last. What four? Well, I think five out of the five out of, last road course races, he's won four. Of them. Well, I think it's six, and he's won five. Okay. Which I mean, same stat, but it's one more race. Yeah. But uh, he won the inaugural Roval race, the inaugural Daytona road course race, the inaugural Coda race, and I believe the Indy race, the Indy road course. But I'm not sure if that was just Xfinity or NASCAR raced on Xfinity. I don't. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought NASCAR always wrote. Well, maybe not. They no, do the, the, the Coca-Cola 600 up there, but yeah, I guess you're right. I don't think they've ever done the road course at Indy. So I know oh. Xfinity did it, but I don't know if NASCAR did it. I don't well, know. Xfinity I, is usually like the test rat for yeah. road courses. Well, I never knew that. I mean, I, I mean, I knew they had some like a road course there, but I never. I mean, I've never heard of NASCAR doing it. I, I mean, know for sure Xfinity did because Chase Briscoe won it. Oh, okay. Uh, but okay. I don't. I just don't remember if NASCAR did or not. That be being but cool anyway, to watch. Chase Elliott, whether you like him or not, <laughs> and is he gave a you the look. Road whether you like him or not, <laughs> ace. I don't know if you picked a up world on champion. My opinions, my opinions are just to piss you off. Oh yeah, I know. You know I don't really hate Ricardo. You know I don't really hate Elliott, but I know that's your favorite driver. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna dog him in front of you. <laughs> no, but Elliott got the win. Which, I mean, a lot of people met. I mean, I know it was, it was both ways because a lot of the drivers said they agreed with it because they just didn't, they couldn't race anymore. But then a lot of fans are mad because 13 laps to go, but... You think I, about I mean, 13 laps sounds like nothing. But that race, 13 laps would have probably taken another hour yeah, to but get what those is 13 it, laps in. Is it 100 laps is the, the limit for now or something like that? They have to run so many laps. And if they get past that point... Then if it rains, they call, like the yeah, they call the race. They call the race, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, in this situation, they had already they had technically done enough laps to finish the race. Yeah. In the rule book, yeah, they're it, not going to call. It, they're not going to delay the race another I, day to finish I, it. I think you're on to something because I remember it used to be once they got to a point where it was past the halfway point, if something happened where they would cancel the race, that. Whoever was leading at the time would would win it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I've been to, I mean, a lot of races at Texas Motor Speedway, NASCAR, and I've been to ones where they rain delayed it, right. and it was yeah. a day race and it ended up being a night race. And we, I went to one a few years ago, and it was it did that it pushed, all you know it was a day race and it pushed all the way into the night. Yeah. 
And then they ran the majority of the laps, and I think about 30 laps to go, it started raining again. And they called it, and Kyle Busch was in the lead, and Kyle Busch won. Kyle Busch won, yeah. And, I mean, I hate it. I hate Kyle Busch. But, like, that's what it is. That's the rules. So are you saying that's what it is just because it happened to your boy Chase Elliott? Or would you still be like, that's a bullshit rule if... No, that's what, that's what the rule... It's clearly stated. And that's the way it's been for years. That's my thing about F1 with them trying to change the rule about the if you crash, take the time away. If the rule is clearly stated and it's been that way, I, if you want to change it during the off season and you have a vote or whatever, but don't just change it on the fly because yeah, of a, a reactionary thing. Yeah, that's not fair. So, Yeah, that that's... Well, you know, when you were talking about uh, Harvick and... I, to I, I, in my opinion, to be fair, um, whenever you um, when you look at they they don't race in the rain that often, and they don't have a proven car. Maybe this Gen Seven car will be a car that they can uh, they can get behind and use, kind of an all weather car maybe. And, and I, I would agree with him. It, it's it would be dangerous. And I mean, it, if they would have went ahead and ran those other additional fourteen laps, I mean, there would have been a lot more wrecks. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, okay, that'd been great, but it'd be kind of it sound kind of selfish, and I know that sounds weird to say in, in racing when you're competing, but it's like, well, you know, maybe enough cars wreck out, maybe I'll have an opportunity to win it just because they stopped the race. You know, I mean, that kind of thing, I guess. But so, Alex said, Elliot got his first win the season. That puts all all Hendricks cars. Are yeah. locked into the the chase, yeah. And then uh, Chase Briscoe, my other my other boy, yeah. he uh, I think he finished sixth. It was his first. Tech. Yeah, I was trying to pull it up. I couldn't pull it up. I don't know his why. His first uh, Cup Series top ten. Yeah, which yeah. was a big uh, big deal. Then um, how many has he led a lot of laps this year? Who Briscoe? No, Briscoe hadn't led any laps this year. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. He said like, he. He was one race short last year of winning the Xfinity Championship. He won like eight or nine races last year in Xfinity. Xfinity, okay. And, uh, which I suggest if you don't know much about him, look him up, look find it, find his story. It's something we could get deep into. But he, uh, last year, him and his wife miscarried. Oh, okay. And then he found out like the week of uh, Darlington that when it happened or whatever so he's like at the racetrack when he found out then he went out and just dominated the race really yeah huh where'd he originate from dirt yeah he's uh well so his dad was a, like up in uh indiana the big well not big he was a sprint car racer and then briscoe got into it uh from a young age yeah and then He's, it, he said he was like, I mean, being from Indiana, he was a big Tony Stewart fan. I was just going to say, interested in Indiana. I mean, that yeah. sounds, it kind of reeks of dirt racing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so like I said, he grew up a big Tony Stewart fan. Yeah. And then now he races for Tony. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Speaking of Tony, what we were talking about earlier, um, with uh, Haley Deegan. Yeah. You see her possibly ended up with the the Stuart Haas. I would love to see her end up with Stuart Haas. Love it. So, you know, Harvick. First of all, uh, 
Eric Amarola, let's be real. He's what is he doing? Back to F one terms. I think he's like the Bodos. Not to even. Harvick. Not even. He he's a good like not position. even. He always just seems like when Harvick wins, which hasn't happened this season. He's like a he's like a uh I was gonna use a comparison, but that's not fair. He's not a Mazapan. He's like a uh Esteban Ocon to Harvick. If if Harvick is like the, the Hamilton then then he's Esteban Ocon. Speaking of Harvick, what's going on this season? You know, he's my What's boy. going on with Ford slash Stuart Haas altogether well, this it season? Ain't Ford, I mean, Ford has won the season. Well, not they haven't won the season, but they have won a race this season. Yeah. What, what is it with Stuart? Like by this time last year, Harvick had what won four races by now or something like nah, oh, three or something. That. I mean, he was going on. He was going on a streak there well, between Stuart him Haas, and Hamlin. Stuart Haas. They always kind of seem to kick in later in the kind of towards the summertime. But here's the thing, man. Like they're, I mean, we talked about it a little while ago with, with, let's start from the back. Amarillo is not that good. Hmm. Custer is still real young. He's still kind of in that. He takes a few years to get going, and that's what everybody does. I mean, it took Elliott three or four years to even get a win. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's just how NASCAR is. It takes you a few seasons to get going. Briscoe just came in as a rookie, so it's going to take him a few seasons to get up to speed. So Harvick is really the guy that should be still doing well. And he's not doing bad, but he's not doing good either. He's just kind of mid-pack, kind of... He's still, like, in the top ten in playoff rankings right now. You know, prospective playoff rankings. Which is crazy, because he ain't won a race, but... You know, just about, you know, besides the last race, he's just about finished top 10 in every race and got those points. He hasn't won a stage yet, surprisingly. I don't think he's even led a lap. Well, he's, I think he's led a lap. I think at Talladega he led a lap. Oh, okay. But um, moving forward, you know, Harvick ain't going to be here much longer. He might be here another year, maybe. Who's going to fill the four spot? You know, four is... The main car. You know, top tier of Stuart Haas. Who's going to fill his spot? I don't think Briscoe's going to slide in there that quick. No, no. Briscoe will keep the 14. I don't think... I, because here's the deal. Four and the 14 are the premier cars in that team. So, it ain't going to be Amarillo. No. It ain't going to be Custer. No. Well, so, they have uh, is, is Haas going to sign someone else in? That's or, very possible. Uh, and, they also have that kid who's in Xfinity right now, but he didn't seem to be doing very well. well I mean, no one's going to come straight from Xfinity and fill the four spot. No, they shouldn't. So, the, I mean, if they were going to sign another driver I think that's out the, there right now. The original plan, if he, if Stewart would have got his way, would have been Larson. Yeah. And I think he would have put him in the, in the 10 or something for right now and then moved him to the four once Harvick left. But Ford wouldn't okay it. Ford wouldn't let wouldn't sign Larson on. So he is where he is now. You know, at heart at Hendrick, which is working out for him. He's doing fantastic at Hendrick. Yeah. Um, yeah, he ain't leaving Hendrick any time. No, so. he's not. He's if he's smart, he'd stick in that ride. But he could. I don't know. Out of any current driver right now, you know, obviously other than the ones that have already locked into a spot. Who could you see falling into the four 
see. I'm trying to think of who's out there, who's available. And one, as I would not like it, I don't want to see it. But a big name that's going to be available, who has the quote-unquote talent, I'm using air quotes because, like I said, I don't like him, is Kozlowski. You think? I mean, he's already got that what? He races, uh, he's already a Ford well, guy. Is he looking for a, like a, a co-ownership type no, thing? Or? I, well, see, no, Roush, I mean, I mean Roush Roush it's already co but <laughs> Roush offered it, but I don't think he's looking. He wouldn't. I think Roush is trying to entice him. Gotcha. Which, I mean, very that could very well entice him. But I'm just saying, out of... I, I mean, I don't know who's going to be available. But I know Kislowski is is available. Greg Biffle? <laughs> yeah, Biffle. <laughs> well, who do you got? Who do you think no, could no, fill no. the four spot? I, I, I swear I read something about him coming back to NASCAR. I never oh. liked Biffle either. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what, I don't I don't care what for him. Biffle would do. but Well, you know what? Give old, um, Jeremy Mayfield a car, a, a, a call. You know what, Stewart? I mean, they ran him just under like, the ground, man, over meth accusations. <laughs> well, you know what? Who would be a good pickup? Who's a really good driver, and he hasn't got a chance again since his whole little debacle that turned out to be nothing, really. Mm. Uh, is AJ Allmendinger? I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Almondinger is an Xfinity, and he's doing. He's always running up top, and he's a real good road racer. And he got in trouble or whatever because he was like taking prescription drugs yeah. for his migraines or whatever, and it, it popped. Gotcha. And or something like that. I could be. Comp- I, that's what I remember. And I mean, he's racing now, but he's racing for some like Xfinity team that's not our big team. You know, just a little small funded team. Well, how long is Kurt Busch going to be running in the monster car? Uh, he said he's not he's not leaving he yeah. just put out a statement said i'm not effing leaving so he'll be in that car next year according to him or the next so, few years but he raced whatever. for stewart haas uh that he raced that 41 car before custer oh did he okay I didn't and know didn't that. do didn't really do nothing so i'm gonna throw y'all through a loop here and it's kind of a stretch but it's a possibility at a current cup drivers like i asked y'all mm-hmm. that could possibly fill that number four spot Martin Truex. I don't think Truex is going to leave Gibbs. Well, why? I mean, he's obviously hiding behind the the Hamlin and the Kyle Busch thing. So why Gibbs, not? You Gibbs know, has been on fire this year. This year, but last year, not really. No, not like no. But you know, if you're riding high, you don't bounce. I don't know. I mean, if Harvick or not Harvick. Um, Truex well, has a, a, you know, falls on his face at the end of the season. You know, something ridiculous happens. What, what would keep him from going to Stort Haas? I like that pick. I, li- I like I like Truex Jr. But to try to go back in his history, was he? Did he drive for um, RCR and then no. DEI or no. DEI? And- it was DEI, then Michael Waltrip Racing. Then Furniture Row, and now uh, uh, Gibbs. Because he ain't getting the, four teams. Wow, I didn't realize he already. He, he wow. ain't getting the big paycheck right now. He ain't getting the biggest paycheck at a Gibbs Racing. It's Hamlin and it's Kyle Busch. Well, I like him. I wish he would. I wish he would get into a Ford so I could pull for him more often. Yeah, I don't like Toyota. I don't like Toyota. I'm not I like Toyota, Toyota drivers. Fan. I'm like, wait a minute. We got Bass Pro on a Toyota vehicle. No, 
No, no, no. <laughs> but why not? Why? What would keep him from going to Stuart Haas? I mean, gather yeah, on a on a high year well, right I mean, now. But I mean, it's only like? we're not even halfway through the season yet. I mean, they could all Toyotas could just completely shit the bed well, at happen. the end of, other end of the season. Uh, let's let's throw let's throw contracts out the window <laughs> and say people that could leave. You look. Let's start from the top. Hendrick, nobody's leaving Hendrick. Uh, Gibbs. I mean, Kyle Busch might leave. I mean, he, they've been they kept on talking about him and his left foot because he's a left foot breaker, and he likes to run a lot of you know truck races and his left foot or something where he's been having a lot of issues with it here lately. And mm-hmm. if you uh, on the Coda race, they were talking about it. Because he ran the Coda race with Xfinity the day before. And he was having a lot of pain and issues with it. You know, like he'd be lucky if he finishes his race. He might be out the door We're next talking season. about Kurt Busch? No, Kyle. Oh, Kyle Busch. I don't see Kyle leaving. I don't think he has. He's. As much, he's I don't like him, but I, he's a good driver and he's very competitive. I don't see him just being like. No, I'm done. And you know what I found out the other day? I didn't even realize that he did, that he raced, he, he ran with Hendrick. Yeah, he started his, his career with Hendrick. And I don't know, I don't what happened, what pooped the bed to get him he, out of he his even, attitude? He, yeah, he even said a, a few months ago in an interview that what went wrong with Hendrick was my attitude. He said, I'm the one who, who caused the problem there. Yeah. Because he was young. I mean, and to be honest, he's still a, He's still him. Yeah. He didn't really change that much. Right. But he was real young, real hot shot, you know, and he was, you know, he wasn't in the, he wasn't Jeff Gordon, he wasn't Jimmy Johnson, you know, he wasn't, and right after that is, they they brought in Mark Martin and, and Dale Earnhardt and they had that super team, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It. So like, oh, you take take contracts out of it. I don't think Truex maybe Kislowski uh, maybe leave Penske. Well, what changed with him? Because I mean, back whenever I was watching NASCAR and, and kind of following it, he really wasn't. I mean, I don't recall him ever being a factor in any kind of races or you know a, a future superstar. It just seemed like he would. He would. Well, he won a championship. Yeah, yeah, and I, mean, I, I, mean, I missed all that because I kind of he yeah. won a championship with a back when he was racing a Dodge. You're, if you're talking about Keselowski, no, no, uh, Truex. Oh, Truex. Oh, I thought tr- oh Truex. Truex, yeah, yeah. Oh well, Truex, Truex. I would say t- the towards the end of him being at Michael Waltrip Racing, mm-hmm. he was. You could see he was he was getting better. Yeah. But not enough to go get a big contract, you know. Yeah. He, he so then he went to Furniture Row, which was a little independent, you know, funded team. Yeah. And I don't know. He, he was getting better, and you saw that he was getting better. And that the year that he won the championship, they just, I mean, this was a little, you know, funded team. Some guy in, in Denver owns a furniture store, put together a racing team. Yeah. And they just put it all together. You know, they had it all right. Yeah. And. He did it, and he won a championship. And ever since then, I mean, everyone considers him 
one of the top, and he is. I mean, he he truly is one of the top tier drivers. I'm surprised. I mean, just picking back up on NASCAR here the past year or so, I'm like, when he ran that dirt race at, at Bristol, the truck won the truck. Yeah, and then I, I get I don't know. Did he wreck out in in the in the in the cup car? I think everybody wrecked out in that race. <laughs> there was well, nobody that got no, out. No, in the in the cup car race, he got in the wall and. It was like the last lap or two. He got in the wall. Oh yeah! Didn't he get pushed up? And no, I think he just he was just running the no, high. No, that was and that he was got in the wall. Well, I knew something happened to him, but I thought he was running pretty good. Well, no, he, he was running really good. He was in the top five, and he just the last lap or two he got up in the wall. And, you know, you get in the wall in the dirt. You know, you're done. Well, you know, there ain't all no I can say is that. switch to Ford, and I'll be more behind you. He <laughs> <laughs> what would help with Stuart Haas is if. The Haas factor left the picture. It was just straight Tony Stewart. But Haas has got the financial. I mean, I think Stewart makes brings in a lot of money. Stewart makes a lot of money. But Haas is. Well, what is Haas rich. bringing? Money, money, but, money, money. I, mean, I don't know. I, and, I think I'd and rather CNC machines. I'd, I'd, I don't know. I would but say I th- do like I a documentary on Stewart Haas and let us see who's really making the calls here and who's providing the money. Well, I think Stewart probably could do his own team and and be his own thing, but maybe he's just not uh, maybe maybe it's not a financial thing. Maybe he just doesn't want to have to the everyday day-to-day stuff, you know, with being a team owner. Well, I mean, he can kind of share the the responsibilities with another Investor, yeah, I'm just, sure. Just to show you how rich Gene is, he owns Haas F1, and he was pretty much personally funding that F1 team for what the past five years, out of his own pocket, pretty much. I mean, it was just until well the rich energy thing, but he never made money from that because they never actually paid him. And then this year, when they finally got real sponsorship. But other than that, he's been. That shows you how rich he is. He's been throwing away millions upon millions of dollars on a fledgling F1 team. Now, that doesn't affect the, the NASCAR team, does it? I mean, it could because well, he he's his he's money. money. Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't seem like they're. I mean, it seems like they're struggling in F1, but NASCAR seems to be. They're lacking a little bit. Maybe it's strategy. I don't know. I, don't uh, know. I think they're lacking this season, but. I mean, last season, Harvick won eight, eight, nine races? He won the regular season championship. Yeah, so I mean... Should all be the matter. This season, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, like I said. We're still at the... We're not even halfway through the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could could catch fire and and turn it on. We're still very early in the season. Harvick is fairly fairly good at Charlotte, so... Yeah, uh, you know, a lot could show. Yeah. Well, he doesn't on have Sunday. any DNFs or anything, does he? Well, yeah, he except did for last week. Last weekend. Oh, he did. Oh, he I thought him. he put the. I thought they put his car back together somewhat and no. put him back out and ran some laps. To no, I don't think so. No. He destroyed oh. that car. No, you pull that car in the garage. That's it. Well, I, I just remember seeing the fenders cut off of it, and they had a piece. Well, they of were working hook. on it, but they never got it to run in order again and get it back on the track. Like I said, you have so much time in NASCAR to get your car back on the track, and once that time's up. You're done. You yeah. get a parking. That's one thing too. You talk about Harvey's good at Charlotte. He's always been a good speedway driver. But like you look at Chase uh, Elliott, who he's never really been a good speedway driver. He's a road course ace. He's good at short tracks, 
But then you go to like Daytona and Charlotte. You completely forget about him. Yeah, he's he doesn't show up. Which I mean, I guess you don't have to. to I mean, he's proven he can win a championship without doing it. You would think he might have a little bit of that pedigree from his dad. Oh, his papa. His dad would kick ass on that. Setting that Talladega speed record. Yeah. And he's to bring out the old Firebird. God, I was going to move on to Ford. (laughs) Or bring back the old Coors car, huh? Yeah. That would uh, would be a nice surprise. Well. Who um, do y'all think will. What do y'all got for y'all's top three? Charlotte. That's such a crapshoot at Speedways. And that's a 600, right? Yes. Yeah. That's actually the Coca-Cola 600. Right. I don't know why they renamed it that, but I thought that was Indy. But, right. No, in, Indy's the Brickyard 500. I like that race. I thought it was Coca-Cola. The Brickyard 500, by the way. Yeah, um, I like Indy. Jeff Gordon, the inaugural winner of the... Uh, Brickyard. Oh, it's 400. It's the Brickyard 400. No. At Indy. They don't do 500 at Indy. Because that's the Indy 500. So who do y'all got at Charlotte? It's honestly, as much as I don't like it, it's going to be Gibbs and Penske uh, probably running up front a lot. And you'll see maybe Larson get in there. Larson's been finishing like second. Like, he just can't fit. I mean, he's won a race, but it, it just seems these past few races, like, he's up there. Like, well, oh, ever it, since, it's guaranteed. It's like, he doesn't get it done. Well, ever since he won at, what is it, Atlanta when he won? Yeah. It's like every race after that, he's, like, finished second. It's like, he just can't. He's in that little bit more, and he, you know. I don't know. I think at, at Charlotte, you know, there's going to be, obviously, big wrecks. Yeah. Um, you obviously saw the trucks going three, four wide, so you can only imagine the cup cars well, it was, are going to follow it the was same. A crap show tonight in the truck. But um, I see Harvick getting his first win. Um, second, I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. I can't stand Hamlin. And third, Magano. Also can't stand Magano. Yeah, well, I can't either, but. It's, yeah, I see how it yeah. could possibly play out. Oh, boy. Go for your favorite there, Kislowski. Why do you like Kislowski? Man, I'm... Look, yeah, I'm... He... He's a he's a Yankee yuppie. He, he drives me nuts whenever I look at him, but... <laughs> and I'm sure I probably do the same to other people. They're like, I just want to hit him in the mouth. <laughs> and, you know, like to me. But... He's always around the top five, and he kind of goes back into the top, you know, in the like tenth place. And then he just all of a sudden pops back up at like seventh or sixth, and then some big wreck happens, and he finishes fourth. It's like how that happened, but I'm not going to pick him this week. Um, I'm going to pull for your guy Briscoe. Briscoe yeah, has he even finished top ten this season. Yes, last week he finished sixth. <laughs> All right, on a rain call. That's right. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, boy. I'm gonna, well, there I'm, be no. I hope there's no rain in Charlotte, but sixth to sixth. All right. You're, you're picking Briscoe to go first. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's super wishful thinking. I mean, well, you the know, whole field would have had a wreck out in front of him and. 
He was that guy in twenty. I mean, he's a place. good driver. Okay. I, I'm kind of. I'm. I pull for the underdog, if you will. If even if he is an underdog, I don't know that much about him. But kiss um, my ass at Briscoe wins. I mean, I like him, but I mean, first year in NASCAR, I don't know about all that. I um, I think it'd be something miraculous would have to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I would look for Larson to finish second. <laughs> Larson, oh, you're going for a. <laughs> He's going to give you his full 34. Hey, look, it doesn't make any sense, but hey, you know what? It, that, no, he's been good at Speedway. He's a good Speedway that, driver. That stuff that they had last weekend speedway didn't make any driver. sense. Let me go back here. Let me look at the stats. Um, well, see, you know, if anything, I stirred you up to make you go look at old stats, you know, so that's good. Do your research. I, man, I got to th- think long and hard on that. I Something tells me that um, that Hamlin third. I mean, he could possibly take the win, for that matter. But um, I was kind of impressed with. Um, I mean, Larson had a good run at Darlington. Um, Larson's run well all season. Yeah, I mean, you it, know what. I'll tell you who's had a very surprising season. And he's only won one race, but he's been up up towards the front a lot of races. And mm-hmm. that's McDowell. Yeah. He won the 500. Yeah. And I expected him just to drop off. I expected he win. One and done. And you won't see him again. Yeah. But he's been doing pretty well. Yeah. So, Joe Boo, who did you say your top three was it? And actually, secretly, Charlotte. I've been kind of pulling for the Woods Brothers car. Okay, I like Matty D. Because I, I, he seemed to get placed and, and ran pretty well earlier in the race, but then something, whatever happened. You know, he won't. He, it would he's fall back. a guy. You know what? He won't be in that car next year. Uh, it's yeah, already that's guaranteed. That's also a Ford, too. So. He could go to Stewart. Now, I think putting him from the 21 to the 4 is a big jump. But he's a good driver. He knows what he's doing. Cause, uh, I mean, he's better than Amarola. Oh, yeah. He's better than Custer. Yeah. Penske is bringing up uh, Austin Sendrick. Uh, and they're going to put him in the 21 for this season. And I think they might give Kislowski another year and then boot Kislowski and bring Sendrick to the two. Where has he raced other than um, um, for Penske? Who, Kozlowski? Yeah, did he take over right after Rusty retired? He took over the Blue Deuce? No, Kurt did. And then when they kicked Kurt out, they put, they, K- they put Brad in there. Oh, yeah. okay. Because was with Dodge. Well, but Kozlowski raced for well, Penske in that, yeah. Xfinity. Well, when it was called the... At the time, it was the... Was it Nationwide still? No, it was a... Well, technically, the what? Sprint Nextel? Yeah, yeah. Was the Xfinity? Well, Sprint was. Sprint used to be the Xfinity, right? No. Nextel Cup was the the big it was, boys. It was Bush, the Bush series, and then I think it, after there was there had to be something. Sprint in between. was Xfinity back in the day. No, because then the next no the Sprint well, Cup used to be the main championship. Yeah, Sprint. Yeah, Sprint Cup was the Nextel think... Cup, and then the Sprint Cup were the main championship right, for a while. Right. 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 So. I don't know what it was called in between Bush Series and Nationwide, unless it just went straight to Nationwide. Probably just Nationwide, I think. But it was the Nationwide Series, whatever, and, and yeah. Kazowski ran for uh, Penske in that. 
Oh, so he's when, he's coming through the ranks with Penske then. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, because what it was him and Carl Edwards were big enemies. Remember, and that's when the whole "You ain't gonna kill my boy" thing when Carl Edwards <laughs> wrecked him into the fence, and <laughs> that's a guy I'd like to see come back. Ah, uh, yeah, Carl Edwards, man. He he's a guy that it was should be a champion. The nationwide series. Yeah. Carl Edwards is a guy that should have won a championship somewhere along the line. And yeah. just never did. Yeah. Bring him back. Put him you know, in the four. You know how you know you know how funny it would be if he come back and race for Stewart and won a championship. C- considering Stewart. That, considering Stewart's the guy that stole the championship from him. Yeah. Kind of like Elliot did from Harvick. <laughs> yeah, Elliot won the championship, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the- what were you what were you talking about a minute ago about? Something stats or something Larson or something like that. I don't. Okay, so well, I'm, gonna say, I'm looking back at uh, the last big super speedway race, mm-hmm. which was Talladega. Um, Did they race Dega this year already? Yeah, they are race Dega. Yeah, uh, Keselowski won. Uh. But hmm. who was your number one driver? Um, Briscoe. Briscoe finished eleventh. Your number two was not uh, bad. Larson. Not bad, Larson. by the way. And third was 11. Hamlin. All right, come on. Third, uh, Larson didn't even finish. No, no, well, I, but it's Dega. I had, I had Larson. It's still at a two. super speedway. There's yeah, always a big one da- of the big but races. Dega is the you guarantee the big one. No, Daytona, you guarantee the big one. I mean, I think it's Dega both. Is possible, but <laughs> really, both. But. I don't know. Larson hasn't. I mean, when did Larson win his race? At Atlanta, which is not a super speedway. It's just a speedway. Okay, because so here's how I consider it, and maybe NASCAR doesn't technically. I think you have the super speedways, which is like your Daytonas and your Talladegas. I think you have your speedways, which is like your medium, which is your your Atlantas, your Texas, you know. And then you have your short tracks, you know, your Bristol's, your your stuff like that, and then you have your road courses. That's the way I personally look at it. And I don't know if NASCAR technically classifies it that way. They may consider Texas a super speedway and Daytona a super speedway. I've heard it called a super speedway, but I always thought of a super speedway was Daytona and Talladega. Yeah. I mean, because what they're, are they two and a half mile track? Something like that? Something like that. They're big. Two mile, yeah. I mean, Daytona has a lake in the middle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just wait with out. bass in it. By the way, I've seen picture pictures of people catching. Just wait for Harvey, Charlotte, and Michigan. He loves them tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Harvey, which he's is gonna essentially win a race this year, essentially the same shape track. It's gonna be what's really interesting. So he should do good at Texas too because it's the same track. The playoffs. I mean, I don't. This is gonna be a playoffs where you know usually uh, a driver who didn't win a race. You could squeak in there and actually be eligible. In I don't know the about this year, but this year, I mean, there's so many different drivers. I mean, the only drivers that have won twice is what uh, Truex. No, I think True. Yes, Truex did win twice, but I think there's been someone else who no, won it was twice. Truex. Because what we're eleven races in, and it was like what it was like nine and eight, eight in a row or something like yeah, that until so. he won again. Here we are, and it's all been different drivers that win the race, except for Truex, who's won two. Did the 24 car win twice? No. He's won once, right? Yeah. So it's all 48 been, car? 
won once. No, maybe Bowman did win twice. No, he's won once. Because he just won the time before this race, right? The race before Coda? I think so. Yeah. Every Hendrick car has won yeah. once this season. Well, yeah. Also, talking about Hendrick, they were one of the only, well, they did it for the first time, and there's only been a few teams. It was not Coda, but the week before, which was, uh, was that Darlington? When they finished one through yeah, one through four or whatever. I think that was the throwback race. What what are you talking about? The when they finished one through four. That was the first time in what, almost twenty years or something. Yeah. No, not twenty. It was what was mid two or like early two thousands. I think was the last time that happened. Well, that was the race before Coda, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They had they had T-shirts made up. Yeah, yeah. They have you can buy a diecast pack with all of the cars in it. Oh, you need to get that. <laughs> I want to get that Chase Briscoe diecast, but I also don't want to spend sixty or ninety bucks on, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't know which I'm uh, wavering. All right. So I got the the standings right here. For this season so far for uh, the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. William Byron has won. Larson. Logano. Elliott. Truex, actually. Three wins. Uh, Blaney. Kozlowski. Bush. And you're right. Alex Bowman has won two. Told you. Christian Vervel won. And McDowell one. Well, he McDowell fell off. Daytona, right? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Bell, man, he started out kind of season pretty hot, and he's kind of fallen off. You ain't seen a whole lot about him. He kind of yeah. has been quiet. So, uh, let's see here. And with all that, drivers that have won and haven't won, oddly enough, Denny Hamlin with zero wins this season, number one in the standings. Well, he wins a lot of stages, and he always finishes well. And points. And the next driver that has not won any, Harvick, in eighth place in standings this season. And that's ahead of Bowman, who's won two races this season. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're consistency. And he's Bowman's 12th. And Austin Dillon's above Bowman with zero wins as well in 11th. So is it all about the first stage? No, no it's just no, a second. I mean, it mainly comes finish. down to your finish. Yeah, well, it's your finish. Your, if you're con- you know, consistency is always going to help. But it's you get top ten get bonus points for each stage. So if you finish top ten stage one, that's points. Top ten stage two, that's points. Top ten stage three, that's points. And then your finish points. You know. What and, about laps led? I think you get points for laps led for for most laps led. That's I think like you get minimal. points for a lap led. Yeah. You know. Uh, you mostly get your points from your finish if you won, and stage wins. Those are the top three big point winners. Yeah. I I don't know about y'all, but I, I I'm sure y'all probably like this new format. But I I used to like it whenever they would run their two hundred and. 68 laps and you talk about we like our, the new we well, don't I mean, like the co- the competition caution 
I wish well, they would just run it through. Well, I'm talking about like the stages. I mean, I so I don't like the stages. So I'm I, not. I've seen it. I'm on the fence about it because I overall I say I don't like this the stages, but I have seen at times where it kind of creates a good, you know, like a real dash at the end. Yeah. For you know, and it's just it's so hit or miss. I'd say overall it's not good. Yeah. Because I used to like watching the All-Star Race when I was younger because they had the stages. Yeah. And it was different. You know, and it, it made it this a little bit interesting. But when it's every week, then it kind of, it's not... Kind of wears you out. It's not special. It's not... Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd i say overall, no, but kind of, yes. I don't know. It's, I'm, you know, not, not set yay or nay so hard on either side, if that makes sense. Well, I guess the old way of doing it, I guess it was you led so many laps that would accrue points that way, and then wherever you finished, that would accrue points. Yeah. And you would have to finish in a certain, you know, in the top ten or something like that to uh, to get, you know, points, and then you would get bonus points for so many laps led. And, I mean, that's kind of how I remembered it. I mean, the stages, okay, that's cool, but – it's like, well, this guy won this stage, but some other guy wins the race. And it just, to me, uh, maybe I'm a knucklehead. I'm a dummy. I don't know. But it just seems like, well, this guy won the first stage. This guy won the second stage. And then the third stage, this guy's the one that gets the trophy. It's like, it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't set too well it with It really me. doesn't make any sense. It is like in a football game. Hey, the Cowboys won the first, second, and third stage, but the Eagles won the fourth stage. That's all that matters here. Yeah, I mean they win the. Well, but that's how the race has always been. You could let's say there's a 300 lap race. You could lead 299 laps, but if you don't lead the last one, it don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? So it's. I mean, I don't get why they count points for stage wins. You I mean, you accumulate points if say if you led that many laps and say you didn't win the race, but you still. Maybe that moved you up in the positioning of the championship. I, what it's really—I mean, Gordon did that a lot. Well, yeah. What it really is is it's a way to manufacture restarts. Yeah. And it's a way to manufacture excitement. And it's—it creates more. Bless you. <laughs> sorry. It creates more point scoring opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's—that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And it's not so much for the the betterment of racing but i think it's just trying to generate more excitement to bring more people to tv yeah honestly um so i mean the guy that wins the first stage does that mean anything he gets points for winning the first stage i mean how many points does he get it's barely uh, i mean I it ain't know. nothing it ain't like winning a, a race or finishing top 10 but. no because like i said one through 10 gets points yeah and i don't know what it is but it, let's say, hypothetically, let's say winning a race is a hundred points. Yeah. And let's say winning a stage is ten points. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. It's a small percentage or whatever. Yeah. But it's still something that maybe at the end of the year, if you had the most stage wins, but maybe not the most win wins. Right. You know, you still are up there competing for yeah. the championship. You know. Keeps or, you in the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, a real interesting way to look at it. Um, like I said, Denny Hamlin's in first. Um, zero wins, 
but he has nine top fives and ten top tens and 751 laps led in five stage wins. He has 597 points on the season so far. When you drop down to Truex, who has the most wins this season, only has 474 points with three wins, five top fives, and eight top tens, um, and 627 laps led. So, I don't know. It seems like wins don't count as much now. <laughs> I mean, even you get by with one win, well, you're going it, far. it was kind of that way back whenever I was watching it. It's like, well, okay, you didn't have the win, but you led so many laps, and these guys were winning championships. I mean, like Gordon, I mean, he would win a lot of races, but, you know, some of them would win, not win races, and they would be right up there in the mix. You know, they'd finish in the top five, say, whatever race. But I'm not as mad about it, the stages, as I am the the playoffs, I guess you could say. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, I know if you're a fan of Elliot, you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. You know, he won it. He earned it, but he really didn't. You know, Harvick won majority of the races that season and won more in the playoffs. But all because Elliot showed up on game day, apparently. My thing is, look, whether you like it or you don't like it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Tony, Tony Stewart said it. Someone asked him, you know, if it was based on the old points, you would be champion this season or whatever. And he's like, well, we don't use the old points, so don't talk about it. It doesn't matter. Can't change it. That's a good point. So yeah. whether you like it or you don't like it, Elliot played the system. And one. It's and, easy and to Harvey, say that, but Harvey would you be as willing to say that if? Well, look, Briscoe lost the same way Harvick did. Briscoe won like ten races last year. Yeah, but that's Xfinity. Xfinity. Doesn't matter. Is it still the same thing? No. It sucks. I wish Briscoe would have won the championship, but he didn't. Because he but didn't also win the same season. Your other favorite driver won, so you weren't as mad about it. <laughs> so say Briscoe wasn't in that situation. Say Briscoe just shit the bed last season in Xfinity and that you didn't have a dog in the fight. But say Chase Elliott had won 10 races in regular season. Oh, out of nowhere, here comes Keselowski. Wins the last race of the season and wins it all. Yeah. Am I saying that the new point system is better than the old point system? No. I think the old point system is the way it should be. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, you race to the last race and whoever wins, you know, is it, that's what it is. Because, say you get eliminated, right? Say your first two races of the chase, you blow it. And you get eliminated. But then say the remaining eight races, you catch fire. Well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, say, like, what if a Harvick, theoretically, shit the bed at the beginning of the chase? Of the playoffs? And got knocked out first round. And then after that, he was knocked out. And went on to win every other race after that. But it was all for nothing. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. So, do I think the chase is good? No. But, you can't be mad at Elliot for playing the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, you couldn't be mad at anyone for that matter, yeah. And it's been that way for, what, when's, what was the first year of the chase? Like, 2000 three or something like that. I mean, it was like, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it was. 
Now, I do say that they keep changing it. They keep tinkering with it. Yeah. But. I just don't know how you can be proud of it. I mean, knowing, like, uh, yeah, I got lucky. You know, I'm not dogging him, but I'm saying, like. He didn't get lucky. He had to earn it. I mean, barely, though. I mean, if anyone earned anything, it was Harvick. Okay, but here's the deal. Do I think if. Should Harvick been the champion? Yes. But. Under the system, he didn't perform. And that it is what it is. He didn't perform, but he won, like, what, four playoff races? <laughs> no, he didn't. He won, like, four playoff races last year. First stage, he won, like, two or three. And then the second stage, he won, he won one. I think he won two in the first stage. Maybe. I don't he remember won, exactly. He won, like, four races in the but playoffs. But then when it came, what was it, Martinsville, he needed, like, one more place. And he would have advanced. And his guys kept telling him... That was the second to last stage. There's four stages. Yeah, but I'm saying he needed... The, he needed, He got eliminated at that Martinsville race. That was at the second stage. And so how... Okay, so if he won four races... No, in the second to last stage is what I'm saying. Like, there's four stages. <laughs> and there's, what, three races in each stage? Something like that. So in the second to last stage, before the final, you know, we're going home stage... He didn't make it. Yeah. But he won in the playoff series. He won four races. But Elliott just somehow, you know, scraped by with points. He didn't win until, what, the second to last stage. He won one race, magically got in. And then and won, won the Phoenix. very last race. Yeah. Did what he had to do. I mean, at that point, what's the point of racing, you know, until the last race, you know? Why not? But it's like, but it's like a, a, a wild card team. That sneaks into the Super Bowl, right? Like, should, like they, should they have been a there? A wild card team sneaking in at like the last second. But like, should they have been there? No. But then they got there and they played right in the playoffs and they made it to the Super Bowl and they win. They might have sucked during the regular season, but they played up. They showed up when they had to. Yeah, you play the system. You play to win the game. I think they should make it more the variety of the races more open. You know, it seemed maybe to me it was a lot of shorter track races coming towards the end of the season. Are you talking about in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, you have Martinsville, you have Bristol. It was a lot of short tracks. You have Texas. You have Roval, you have Phoenix, Homestead. Which, by the way, I'm not a big fan of the new, well, I guess it's not new, but the new Phoenix layout where they move the starting line or whatever. Yeah. Because it like kind of completely negates the dog, which I know wasn't a big fan of Phoenix to begin with, but kind of negates the dog leg. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't know. Maybe I just care for Harvick that much, but. <laughs> you no, think, I like you know, you win that I'm many a, races, it's Harvick like. Fan. You know, what, what's the point of winning all those races in the regular season? I mean, you could have won one race and, and made it into the playoffs, like That's, Elliot did. Yeah. So, what was the point? I mean, well, obviously, Elliot won, what, two races that year. But Harvick won 10 or whatever. What was the point? Yeah. What was the point of pushing yourself besides the check at the end of the day? Yeah. And a lot of these drivers are going to catch on. You know, I get my one win. I'm good. I'm going to the playoffs. We'll just save it all for then. Well, yeah. And then now here we are in this season when it seems to be playing out the way, which I predicted, multiple drivers are winning. Because he's driving, I got my one win, time to back off. Yeah. Because what's the point of me just, you know... Well, 
creating Dale, havoc by you know just pushing through. Dale kind of talked about it on his uh, his podcast. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how a lot of guys have things on the shelf. I don't know if you listened to that episode, but he was talking about a lot of guys have something on the shelf, and they'll use something that makes them fast, and then they'll get caught. You know, was in that you can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah. So then they won't use that, and they'll move on to the next thing. They're saying like Elliot's team last year, it seemed like they saved all of their stuff. Like they didn't use their stuff until the playoffs, and they threw everything at u- it. They didn't use all their tricks. Yeah, and they so just t- t- talking about that. You think that might be what Harvick's doing this season? Very possible. Because I mean, he's in. I mean, he's going to make the because playoffs. If his at this his rate. strategy this year should be the opposite of last year. Yeah. So don't go out and win eight races. Just do enough to get one or get yourself in the playoffs. Save all your good stuff and boom. Let's use it all in the playoffs. Let's, you know. Yeah. That might be a strategy. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it, so. it, it would make sense if it is. I mean, why? why is it every time he's, you know, in the running to win a race this season? Oh, here he goes, falling back, you know, last, you know, one or two laps. And Harvick, honestly, should have three or four championships. Yeah. I mean, he's that caliber I mean, driver. with RCR, I mean, you you know how much he hated them. You yeah. Know, he talked about it on the regular. Well, even when he went to, I mean, his first year at Stuart Haas, he won the title. Yeah. And that's his only title. And you, you think, like, if you just go through the drivers and you think, like, people that... Oh yeah, Harvick. You should have multiple championships, and then you're like, well, only one. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess you had a bunch of these young punk kids winning. You had Keselowski and Logano. <laughs> we talk about Keselowski like he just got in here yesterday, but I mean, he's been here for oh, a while. Yeah, he's been he was the last. Long. So was Logano. The last driver to win a championship with Dodge before they moved on to. NHRA. We know you're a big Dodge fan. We get it. I love Dodge. I mean, I wish they would come. I would make. I would rather have Dodge. I mean, I would, would y'all have, not rather have Dodge than Toyota? One hundred percent. Bring back Pontiac. I, I just. I don't care. I just don't want the foreign brand in NASCAR. I don't know how that worked out. Uh, whatever. But as we ramble on more, I think yeah, it's, it's time getting to, late. I got to go home. Time to close it out. <laughs> close this episode out. Zeth's ready to pit. Yeah. Get four tires and hit the bed. About like what we're going to be doing here soon. Well, well it was a spirited conversation. So, definitely. Know, it's fun. Talk to y'all later. Later.